female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He ripped her face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Oakley, dokley, artichokely. Welcome back, everybody, to Man It is the only true crime podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals, whether it's biting, scratchings, maulings, or clawings. We're here to talk about it. As always, you are listening to me, your host, Papa Jimby Bear, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of Man Eaters. Today, we are talking about probably one of, if not the most prolific of all animal killers, uh, the dog. Man's best friend, huh? More like man's biggest dickhead because they keep killing people. Uh, full transparency, I love dogs. I'm a big dog person. We have a cat um, and I like the cat a lot. She's very cute. She scratches me quite a lot and, and you know, has a bit of an attitude. Um, she gives me a bit of gruff, but I do like the cat. Uh, but honestly, if that cat was a dog, <laughs> I'd be a happy Jimby. Um, no, dogs are great. We all love dogs. I don't know anyone who doesn't like dogs apart from people who've been <laughs> attacked and bitten by dogs. But that's, you know... That's on them, not to victim blame, but that's absolutely on them. No, it's not. It's on the dog. It's really on the trainer of the dog, I guess. We'll get into all that. But first, um, we're going to kick the episode off with a grief of the week. Uh, I used to call it a beef of the week, but that was absolutely stolen from another podcast, and I shouldn't do that. So we're going to call this the grief of the week. Um, The grief of the week, of course... An airing of grievances, who has wronged us, what's pissing us off, what's grinding our gears. And today, I don't I mean, you might have already guessed if you can hear it. My grief of the week is with asthma. Yeah, asthma. Absolutely it's asthma. Um, because of the school holidays and, um, you know, the Christmas, New Year period, it's been really hard to go to the doctor and get like a new prescription for my medicine. So I'm basically, uh, yeah, stuck wheezing away. So if you hear that, uh, I apologize. My other grief of the week is, uh, last week there was no episode because I was on the Gold Coast. Um, I went to some theme parks, had a lovely time. We went and did four escape rooms. This isn't a grief, by the way, this is a compliment. We did, um, four escape rooms at Padlocked, uh, on the Gold Coast. If you are in the Gold Coast, you should give that a go. That, those, that place is fun, and the employees are really uh, friendly and kind, and yeah, it was a great time. What wasn't a great time was when we went to White Water World, and like four of the seven slides were shut. That was, quite frankly, bullshit. That's my grief of the week. Open your slides so a couple people fly off and get decapitated and die if you don't maintain them every now and again. You know, I paid $50 for my slides and I didn't get my slides. In fact, actually, we we left <laughs> about two hours in and um, we just went to Wet n Wild, which was a much better time. Fantastic. So yeah, grief of the week, uh, closed water slides and asthma. Yeah, one of those is a first world problem. One of them is very much a second world problem. Um... And I'm going to let you figure out which is which. It's pretty easy. Anyway, let's move on to our main topic of the day. So for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, especially our Scratch of the Day segment, um, you would know that like there is one animal that pops up more frequently than, than any other when it comes to um, animal attacks and animal killings um, all over the world. Uh, you know, this podcast is based around like, you know, the really the really A-list celebrity animal killers, you know, tigers, sharks, bears, crocodiles, wolves. But, you know, the 
undisputed goat of the animal murder kingdom is it's unfortunately it's dogs um and there are a few reasons for that number one i mean it's our proximity we've been living with dogs for centuries um we've domesticated them they live with us they're pets they're our workmates uh and of course with that proximity comes uh the potential for disaster and today we are going to be reading a list of said disasters so um we're going to jump straight on into our main story now everybody i'm calling this story Beware the dog. So, what we have today is a list compiled of all fatal dog attacks in the United States between the years 2020 and 2023. So this is probably going to be a two-parter episode, potentially a three-parter episode, depending on how fast we go. Uh, basically, yeah, this is a pretty comprehensive list of all documented uh deaths by dog attacks in the US. Um, and I'll give you some statistics. So about 4.5 million Americans are bitten by dogs every year, which is a lot. Um, it results in the hospitalization of between 6,000 and 13,000 people each year. Um, and that statistic is taken from 2005. However, the, the trend seems pretty stable. It doesn't seem to go up or down very much. In 2018, a, uh, a literature review with meta-analysis by Breed focusing on dog bite injuries to the face head and neck concluded that of cases where the breed was known pitbull were the most responsible breeds for the highest percentage of reported bites across all studies followed by mixed breed dogs and then german shepherds that review also noted that injuries from pitbulls and mixed breed dogs were both more frequent and more severe um we've all heard that pitbulls are the most dangerous dogs in fact I, like when i was growing up i haven't heard it much recently but when i was growing up there was a lot of talk in australia and admittedly i actually don't know much about this there was a lot of talk about actually banning uh pitbulls I think I have to look actually let's do that now this is the kind of episode where where we can search up stuff live so I'm going to google Australian um what am I getting? Australian podcast awards that just came up <laughs> no thanks Australian pitbull uh <laughs> ban let's look that bad yeah I remember growing up there was a lot of talk about pitbulls um being brand okay we have a 2022 article banned dogs in Australia so apparently there are banned dogs in Australia. Um, let's have a look here. So where are... Okay, all right. So according to Australian law, it is illegal to import any of the following dog breeds. Uh, however, if you already own one, it is permitted under certain strict guidelines. The guidelines differ from state to state, but the overarching definition of restricted dog breeds in Australia are American Pitbull Terrier, Perro di Presa Can... 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 Arios or Presa Carnalio, Doggo Argentinios, Japanese Tossas, and Phila Brasilarios. <laughs> what the fuck? The only one I've ever heard of is the, is the American Pitbull. Um, okay, so if you do have one, you are required to dissect them, including spaying and neutering. Um, you have to microchip them. You have to have formal identification of a red and yellow collar. Um, warning signs must clearly be showcased to let others know that a restricted dog breed is on your premises. Housing must be both secure indoors and outdoors to prevent escape. Your dog must not be off a lead during walk at any time under any circumstance. Dogs must be muzzled and leashed when outside the premises. The council must be notified within 24 hours if the dog goes missing. The dog changes ownership. The dog's address changes. The place where the dog is kept changes. The municipality of the dog changes as they may be subject to different regulations in different states. Prohibit, uh, prohibitation of selling, giving away, or trading the dog except if the owner dies 
or if the owner gives the dog to the council pound or local animal shelters. Okay, there you go. So the pit bull is is a is a banned species in um, most of Australia, certainly in New South Wales, I think. We learned something today. Hooray! So injuries, illness, fatalities resulting from encounters with dogs are a huge public health concern worldwide. Dogs not only cause morbidity and mortality as a result of their bites, but they may also transmit zoonotic infections, which may result in illness or death. Dogs are the main source of rabies transmission to humans worldwide. It's estimated that between 3% and 18% of dog, bites, dog bite wounds become infected, with occasional cases of meningitis, endocarditis, and septic shock leading to death, uh, deaths reported. Children have the greatest risk of death, followed by old people. So we're going to start our list now. We're going to start in 2020, and we'll, we'll see how we go. If we um, just do 2020 today, that is fine, and we'll we'll cover the rest of the years in a later part. So uh, this is a, a, a dynamic list, basically, um, that I'm going to read from. This is very similar to the uh, Fatal Bear Attacks series, if you remember that. I think that was called Be uh, Bears and Bloodshed in North America. This is Beware the Dog. Okay, so our first death on this list, and I don't know, by the way, I don't know why the list only starts in 2020, um, but it is quite comprehensive. So if this did go back to like the 1900s, um, we would be here forever. So it is kind of just as well. All right. So our first death on January 8th, the location was Talos Pueblo in New Mexico. The victim's name was Kay Torres. They were 52 years old and they were killed by a pack of dogs. Here's what happened. Torres was found near an intersection on tribal lands after being attacked by a pack of dogs. The caller stated she fended off the dogs with a broom. The FBI reported that an autopsy performed on Torres concluded that she died from an apparent dog attack and not, as reported on social media, a homicide. Taos Pueblo, Pueblo is, a, is an Indian reserve. Sorry. Taos Pueblo is an Indian reservation. Are you allowed to call it that? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just reading the list. Don't yell at me if that's not the correct terminology. Native American reservation, Indian reservation. I'm not sure what they prefer to call it, uh, with a large population of dogs owned by residents and permitted to roam freely, according to Torres's sister. Okay. The next death occurred on January 9th in Dayton, Ohio. Mackenzie Turwell was the victim, and sadly, uh, she was four months old. I should mention that a lot of these people are going to be children uh, and, and toddlers and babies, so if that does make you uncomfortable, maybe best to find another episode to listen to, because I do not see it getting better. Um, Mackenzie was killed by a pit bull-type dog. Around midnight, the father of Mackenzie called 911 after he returned to the home and found his daughter on the floor unresponsive. The commissioner of the Violent Crimes Bureau stated that the dog had died, has, sorry, that the child had been attacked by the family dog and died from her injuries. The coroner ruled that the death was an accident and stated the child died from blood loss. The incident is currently under investigation by the Special Victims Unit. SVU? Detective Stable is looking into it. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Anyway, uh, January 10th, Donald Abner was a 55-year-old man who died in Rockcastle County uh, in Kentucky by a pit bull attack. Police were called to the home after a neighbor called 911. They found Abner in the backyard after being... By, sorry, they found Abner in the backyard being attacked by the dog and its owner, Melissa Wolke, 38 years old. Wolke was sitting on Ab Abner and punching him in the face while the dog attacked him. Wolke had to be tased to remove her from Abner's body, and the police put down the overly aggressive dog named Den uh, Denali. The victim had bite wounds on his head and face. Wonky was charged with murder. That's crazy. That's a wild story. Let's see if we've got a... Uh, oh, we have some... Okay. 
I'm going to read a news article about that. I won't do this for all the stories, but for ones that are kind of fucking wild, like that one, um, this is a news article from ABC 36 WTVQ. Um, I'm just going to read this article. It's not too long. Uh, Update, victim identified in suspected dog attack, Conway, Kentucky. A woman is charged with murder after beating a man and encouraging a pit bull to attack the victim, according to Kentucky State Police. Investigators say they were called to the backyard of a home on Pug Lane in the Conway community of Castle Rock County on Friday. They found a 36-year-old woman named Melissa Wolke of Mount Vernon on top of the man punching him. They say, she, she, they say she was commanding her pit bull to attack the man at the same time. That man has now been identified as 55-year-old Donald W. Abner of Richmond. The Rockcastle coroner pronounced Abner dead at the scene. KSP, Kentucky State Police, says Waldke had to be tased to get her off the victim and that she refused to call off the dog. As a result, the dog had to be shot and killed. That's fucked. Jesus Christ, what a bitch. <sighs> God, sorry. An autopsy is scheduled Saturday to determine Abner's manner and cause of death. I'm guessing it was probably the fucking dog attacking it or the woman punching him in the face. Wonky was arrested and charged with murder and other charges and taken to Rockcastle County Jail, according to KSP. The investigation continues, including looking into a motive for the attack. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this, uh, this, this article does not have the motive. Uh, that's interesting. Okay, wild. Oh, God, I've cl literally closed the tab I needed. That sucks. Okay, hold on. All right, um, we're going to move on. I think our fourth attack is from... Yes, okay, this one happened in Indiana in the town of Lafayette on January 25th. The victim's name was Julian Connell, Connell and he was one years old. Um, oh, sorry, he was one month old. My God. Um, the one month old was killed by a pit bull mix. So the pit bull mix was fighting with a beagle mix in the family home. The teenage son... Had removed the beagle from the room to get it away from the pit bull. The pit bull mix then attacked the baby. The coroner stated that the one-month-old Julian died from multiple sharp, catastrophic injuries to his head and neck. The boy's mother was sentenced to one year in jail after pleading guilty to neglect of a dependent resulting in bodily injury. That's that's fucking sad. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, uh, our next victim, his name was Harvey Harmon Jr. He was 76 years old. He was attacked by four dogs, two pit bulls and two mixed breeds in uh, Atala County in Mississippi on January 30th. The victim was pulled out, oh God, the victim was pulled out of his wheelchair by four dogs and mauled to death in his front yard in the Palestine community. The two pit bulls belonged to Harmon's nephew and the two mixed breeds were strays that hung around the area. Three of the four dogs were put down by a veterinarian at the scene. The fourth, one of the strays, escaped. Ah, Jesus Christ. That is a bad way to go, man. Being pulled out of your wheelchair and essentially mauled to death. God damn. Ah, okay. The next victim is another child. His name was Sterling Vermeer. I'm going to try to pronounce these names as correctly as I can. Uh, five years old died on February 10th in Oro Grande in California. The family pit bull named Thor, oh God, killed Sterling in the family home. The five-year-old was dead by the time the police arrived. A family member called 911, stating that the pit bull attacked the child and would not let go. Our next one was from Plainville, Illinois. So where have we had so far? Let's just count these states. Well, one of each so far. We've had New Mexico, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Mississippi, California, and now Illinois. On February 11th, Devin White, a 25-year-old, uh, was killed in an unprovoked attack. 
The family pit bull attacked the victim and three other adults, a 52-year-old woman, a 25-year-old woman, and a 19-year-old man. All four victims were taken to the hospital. But White later succumbed to the severe injuries he received when his pit bull mauled him after he tried to stop the attack on the other people in the home. This, like, you know what? This goes to show, like, I can totally see how a pit bull, just one pit bull, could kill a, a child or an old person. But I'm, I'm 29. I'm relatively built. I've got a bit of a sloppy rig, but I'm okay. Um, and I've always, you know, if I wasn't attacked by a dog, you know, I'd obviously, I would go to hospital. I'd be bitten really badly. But I, I think I could beat a dog in a fight. But this pit bull attacked four people, including a tw- two 25-year-olds and a 19-year-old. Um, so it just kind of goes to show, like, the ferocity of these animals and how even if you're uh, in, in the prime of your life, 25, um, yeah, you're not necessarily guaranteed to walk away from one of these things if it, if they attack you. It's pretty pretty brutal. Um, our next victim was from Kentucky. Uh, on February 18th in Knott County, Kentucky, Corey Godsley, a 13-year-old, was, pa- was attacked by a pack of feral dogs. The victim was killed by dogs on a rural hillside. An investigation by state police led to the DNA matches with several feral dogs at a nearby mine site. On February 23rd, and remember, these are all in 2020, uh, just in case you are not sure what year these are in. These are all 2020. Uh, in Crawford County, Georgia, Lee Alvin Beecham, who was a 76-year-old, uh, was killed by three dogs, two pit bulls, and a Labrador mix. The victim was found dead outside his home with dog bites. Autopsy confirmed the cause was traumatic injuries due to a dog attack. The neighbors were arrested two weeks later and charged with involuntary manslaughter. The three dogs were confiscated. On February 27th at Shreveport, Louisiana, Geraldine Hamlin, a 64-year-old woman, was killed by two pit bulls. Hamlin was attacked by the two family pit bulls in her home she shared with her son and died as a result of her injuries. Notice how many of these are people's pets as well. On March 3rd in Chipley, Florida, Beverly Jean Dove, 60 years old, was killed by a pack of dogs. The victim was attacked by a pack of at least five dogs while walking near the assisted living facility of which she was a resident. The dogs lived on a nearby property and were not strays. All of the dogs were captured by animal control. This next one doesn't have any inf- much information, but what information it does have is, uh, this is, it's very brutal. This might be one, maybe skip forward 30 seconds if you really don't want to hear what happened to this two-year-old. On March 9th in Portsmouth, Virginia, Demi Witherspoon, a two-year-old, was killed by a pit bull. The family dog bit the child's face completely off. There are links to um, some articles about that. I am not going to read those. I don't. There's audio snips from the fucking police. I'm not going to listen to that. That's fucked. You can listen to it if you want to. I'll link to this article, but I'm not going to play that that's not going to be good god we're only up to april remember these are all in the same year we're only four months into the year april portland oregon frederick shoe was a 70 year old who died from an attack from a mastiff what's a mastiff again i want to see what that animal looks like oh they're like those big gross dogs yeah a mastiff is a large and powerful type of dog mastiffs are among the largest of dogs and typically have a short coat a long low set tail and large feet the skull is large and bulky the muzzle broad and short and the ears drooping and pendant shaped yikes 
This person was killed by one of those. The victim was killed by his own dog after going to bed. The victim's housemate heard a large noise, and when he went to check on it, he found the dog biting and shaking the victim's neck. The housemate was able to wrestle the dog away from the victim. However, it was too late, and the victim died from the bite wounds before paramedics arrived. The dog had a history of aggression and was previously involved in several bite-related incidents. The dog was seized by authorities and was euthanized the next day. God, imagine getting eaten in your own sleep by your fucking own pet. My cat is just sitting watching me and I'm thinking that's what she wants to do. Luckily, she's she's a fucking pussy. She's tiny. I could punt her across the room. It's fine. If my girlfriend ever listens to this episode, she'll be really mad that I said that. But she doesn't, so it's fine. April 12th in Fort Worth, Texas. Sharon Renee Baldwin was a 60-year-old woman who was killed by a pit bull. The elderly wheelchair-using woman... I, I'm just going to pause. 60 years old is not elderly. I, don't, I wouldn't say. My parents are 60. They're not elderly. Anyway, uh, the elderly wheelchair-using woman was attacked on March 28th by a dog in the household that bit her arm, shoulder, and neck. Her death two weeks later was listed as mauling by canine. The dog was held for two weeks and then euthanized. Memphis, Tennessee is the location of our next attack. It occurred on April 22nd. The victim's name was Doris Arrington. She was 59 years old. The victim was found dead after being attacked and four dogs covered in blood were discovered in a nearby house. Three people, the owners of the dogs, were indicted and arrested on reckless homicide charges. The dogs have been the subject of several previous aggressive incident complaints and all four were euthanized. All four were also pit bulls. It's interesting how many of these... Uh, dogs had previously been involved in these bites it's very sad when a dog attacks a person um, or bites a person because it's that classic thing of you know i don't want my dog to get found out for biting this kid because it'll get put down um and obviously that's super sad and I, i'm not in favor of any animal sort of getting put down but in these instances it really kind of has to happen um because it's just it's just a show of the behavior of the dog. Now, obviously, it's really important to prevent your dog from biting people in the first place. Um, but when that when it happens, I think that you know, um, yeah, it, a lot of times they do it again, and to devastating effect when the when the victim dies. So, you know, it it may be for the best in those cases. On May 7th in Lyons, Georgia, or Lyons, Georgia, sorry, Nancy Shaw, 62 years old, uh, was killed by four dogs, uh, but the breed of the dog has been unreleased by doctors. A local doctor was found lying dead in a ditch with her car door open and the engine still running. She'd been attacked by dogs. Three dogs were found and seized. A fourth dog had been killed by a neighbor. On May 9th in Fox Lake, uh, nearly said Michigan, Fox Lake, Illinois, Lisa Urso, 52 years old, was killed by a French bulldog mix, possibly a shorty bull. The victim was found unresponsive on the back patio of her home with multiple dog, rela uh, sorry, dog bite related injuries after being attacked by her family dog. The dog had been involved in two previous bite incidents, one of which had required her boyfriend to seek medical attention after the dog bit him. The next victim's name was Robert Taylor. He was a nine-year-old boy from Mount Vernon, Arkansas. On May 28th, he was killed by two pit bulls. The boy was mauled and killed by the neighbor's pit bulls when he had gone outside to check the mail. The dogs had been aggressive in the past. The dog's owner was arrested on a felony, felony tampering with physical evidence charge. That's interesting. Maybe there's more information about that. Uh, nope, there's not. Okay, never mind. Uh, on the 31st of May, Skylar Hedrick was killed. She was 11 years old, uh, and she was a resident of Murray County in Georgia. Um, she was killed by two dogs 
Neapolitan Mastiffs. So they're, again, really big animals. The victim was attacked by the two family dogs and was found deceased by her older sister on the basement floor of her home with injuries consistent with dog bites. The victim's family stated that the two dogs were never aggressive towards anyone before. The dogs were surrendered and are no longer with the family. Uh, I, geez, I should hope so. Um, Stockton, California is the location of our next victim. Again, a child, a two-year-old named Bryce Sanders was killed by a pit bull on June 1st. The toddler, oh, sorry, he died on June 1st. The toddler was attacked by a dog on May 31st and mauled. He was transported to a hospital and died the following day. The next victim was 70 years old. She was, uh, her name was Katie Amos from County, uh, from Country Club Hills, Illinois. That sounds like a very fancy place. Country Club Hills in Illinois. Police arrived during the attack of four dogs on an elderly woman in the yard. She was taken to hospital and pronounced dead. The dogs belonged to the victim and her relatives. One dog was killed on the scene and another of the three dogs was confiscated. Uh, that attack occurred on June 3rd, by the way. Only a few days later, on June 11th, a undisclosed boy, no name, but he was six weeks old, uh, was killed uh, in Hartford, South Dakota, by a Belgian man, uh, mal, Malinois. Malinois? Uh, it's a Belgian shepherd. It's like a German shepherd, but from Belgium. Um, the infant was bitten several times by the family dog. He was flown to a hospital where he later died. The dog was seized. On June 28th in Mandeville, Louisiana, Barbara Cook, a 72-year-old, was killed. The victim was killed after being attacked by her daughter's two pit bulls near Mandeville, Louisiana. At the time of the attack, Barbara was babysitting her grandson and put herself between her grandson and the dog in an attempt to protect him. Okay. So Barbara died a hero. That's good. Oh, God. This next one is a... Uh, uh, the, the kid didn't even have a name. It's just called Baby Jonah. Um, the, the baby was 23 months old, um, which I guess you could just say is two years old, but whatever. June 29th in Hunt County, Texas, Baby Jonah was killed by a pit bull. The toddler had gotten out of his enclosed yard unnoticed and was attacked in the street by a neighbor's dog, which escaped its four-foot chain-link fenced yard. The child was transported to hospital but did not survive his injuries. The dog was seized. On July 1st, in Jefferson's, Jeffersonville, Indiana, Donald Ryan, a 62-year-old, was killed by a pit bull. The victim was still being attacked by his, uh, at his home by his own dog when responders arrived. After trying pepper spray, a police officer shot the dog trying to stop the attack. Um, the next person is another... Oh, God. The next three are babies, straight up. Uh, a one-year-old, Marley Will, uh, Willander. Willander. Uh, from, I, I don't know how to pronounce this one, jo Joliet, Illinois, or Joliet, Illinois, or Yolet, Illinois, I'm not sure. Um, on Mar on July 5th, they died from an attack from a pit bull mix. The one-year-old was attacked in an upstairs bedroom in the middle of the night. Jesus. The child's family had been visiting the, uh, the household for a July 4th party, and the household dog's been confined to the basement. God. Uh, another baby named Scarlet. Uh, was a one-year-old from East Providence, Rhode Island, uh, was attacked by a pit bull. In an unprovoked attack, the family dog attacked the child when the adults went outside for lunch and placed the child on the ground. Two adults were injured trying to intervene in the attack. Responders were unable to capture the dog, which was loose in the backyard and later climbed onto the roof and shot it. Oh, okay, that's poorly written, but the, uh, the police climbed onto the roof and shot the dog. Uh, the last of the three children in this little 
um, little grouping was a seven-month-old, and we do not know his name, but he was a baby boy, attacked by a pit bull on August 7th in Akron, Ohio. And there's not much information here. It just says the child was attacked by the seven-year-old family dog while in the arms of his great-grandmother. I can't imagine the great-grandmother fed, uh, fed, uh, fared very well there either. This is, uh, this is a more brutal series than I was hoping. I'm like quietly um, depressed <laughs> at a lot of these and we're only halfway through the year um, or a little bit further than halfway through the year. This is more brutal, I think, than the than the bear attacks because at least with the bear attacks, not so many of them were like little kids. Okay, uh, moving on. August 28th was the next attack. Literally only two days. Oh no, I've, I've skipped one. Sorry. Um, okay, August 26th, Belleville, Illinois. Um, Stephen Pemberton Sr., 61 years old, was killed by two pit bulls. The victim was attacked by two dogs in his home. The two dogs were usually kept in the laundry room where the dog's owner, the victim's 45-year-old stepson, left the house. The stepson's wife and other adult remained shut in another room during the attack and phoned the dog's owner who arrived home to find his stepfather dead. Uh, I would probably say call the police before you call the fucking owner, but I, anyway. Two days later, in Florida, in a town called Margate, uh, Carolyn Var, uh, Varanese, I'm going to hope that's how I pronounce the name, Var, Varanese, uh, 84 years old, was killed by an American bulldog or pit bull or pit bull mix, we're not sure. The victim was killed in her home by the dog that her son had adopted only a few weeks earlier. Her son was injured trying to stop the attack. The dog was seized by animal control and euthanized. Notice how many of these attacks happen in the home as well. This is why these attacks are so sad because they're from family members, essentially. They're from your pets. Uh, you have to be really careful with dogs before you bring them in their home, especially if you've got kids or, or old parents living with you. Um, this next one, is there's quite a bit of information on it. It happened on September 11th in 2020. Um, it by Oh, we don't know the uh, the name of the person. Undisclosed person, but they were 70 year old, years old in McCurtain County, Oklahoma. Two pit bulls were the, were the aggressors. An elderly woman uh, was killed by two pit bull dogs when she was dropped off by her daughter at her other daughter's house. The elderly woman suffered extremely severe facial lacerations and a partially amputated leg. The woman's two daughters were also bitten and all three women were transported to a hospital. The elderly woman's vital signs crashed during transportation to a regional hospital. She was taken back to the original hospital where she was declared deceased. A family member euthanized the dogs. A family member euthanized the dogs. Jeez, probably with a gun. Oklahoma. Uh, family members requested original news article be removed from a website. Interesting. Um, okay, the 29th, so a couple of weeks after, in Great Court, South Carolina, Jacqueline Robinson, who was 32 years old, that's our latest victim, um, she was killed by three dogs, three pit bull mixes. The victim was killed by three dogs while walking along a lane. The dogs were seized from a nearby property. The dog's owner was arrested and charged with involuntary manslaughter and three counts of possessing a dangerous animal. The next month in October, October 8th, in Moses Lake, Washington, Zachary S. Willis was killed. He was 27-year-old. Another... 27-year-old male, you'd think would be able to handle a, a dog attack, but no, these animals are quite powerful. Um, this was a pit bull or mixed pit bull. Um, one man was killed and another woman seriously injured. The dog lived at the home with the victims. Another one in the house. 
On October 14th, this is interesting, at Schofield Barracks. So I imagine that's an army barracks or a... Yeah, Schofield Barracks is a United States Army installation uh, located in the city and county of Honolulu. Um, okay, obviously, so this is Hawaii. Uh, but uh, yeah, obviously our first um, death on an army barracks. Ah, um, oh, fuck. You know, I was kind of thinking, oh, damn, this dog attacked like a fucking soldier. Uh, unless they recruit three to four month year old babies as soldiers, that's not the case. Uh, we don't know the dog that attacked them. An infant suffered head injuries when was it when it was attacked at home by a dog and was pronounced dead at the Triple Army Medical Center. Reports differ on whether the infant was three or four months old. It doesn't really matter at that point. October 19, only five days later, in Nauvoo, Alabama, Ruthie Mae Brown, 36 years old, was killed by an unspecified breed of dog, but there was five of them, at least five of them, five plus. The vi- this one sounds like it wasn't in the house. This, the victim was killed by a pack of dogs while walking down Jagger Road. Two of the animals were turned in by their owner while three others were captured. The pack was familiar to people who lived in the area and a witness stated the victim was attacked by seven or eight dogs. On October 23rd, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Curtis Wickham, another 26-year-old, was killed by three pit bulls. These pit bulls attacked Curtis Wickham after he got into a fight with the dog's owner, Benjamin Spence. Wickham died from his injuries at the hospital. Police arrested Spence after prosecutors charged him with second-degree murder for ordering his dogs to attack Wickham. Fucking hell. All right, that that one requires a follow-up. Let's see. There's two men in Connecticut, two deadly dog attack to appear in court. All right, let's read this. Um, this is from News 9. Okay. This is, the article is from December 4th, 2020. So it's a bit of an update. Okay. Um, the headline is man in connection to deadly dog attack to appear in court. A Tulsa man in connection with a dog mauling death that took place in late October is scheduled to appear in court on Monday. According to jail records, Benjamin Spence was arrested and booked into jail on Thursday evening and will appear in court on Friday. Spence was arrested after a warrant was issued in connection to the death of Curtis Wickham in early November. The incident that left one person dead took place in late October near West Admiral Boulevard and North 50th West Avenue, Tulsa. According to police, Spence got his three dogs to attack Wickham while the victim was laying on the ground. Spence dropped a television on his head. Wickham, fuck me, god damn. I'm going to read that again. According to police, Spence got his three dogs to attack Wickham while the victim was laying on the ground. Spence dropped a television on his head. Wickham died later from his injuries. Spence has been charged with second-degree murder and assault with a dangerous weapon. <laughs> Spence's bond totals more than $50,000, $500,000. Okay, what a piece of shit. I hope he went to jail. Um, October 26th, only three days later... From that attack in Hampton, Virginia, an undisclosed infant of an undisclosed name um, was killed by a German shepherd. A German shepherd killed an infant while the baby was sleeping in their parents' bedroom. The baby's father woke during the attack and killed the dog immediately after. Yeah, I imagine you'd be so angry that you would do that. Um, It kind of reminds me of that story early on in the podcast of Gypsy the, the python that ate that baby or tried to eat that baby and the parents killed it or tried to kill it afterwards. That snake is fine, by the way. Um, We're up to our final four. 
for this reading. And I think what we'll do is we'll probably leave it at 2020 for today and we'll do 2021 next week. Um, so yeah, our fourth final one for today. Um, this happened between November 17th and 18th in Florida in a town called Bascom. Um, the victim was 65 years old. His name was Donald Allen Sr. And he was killed by a pack of dogs. The pack of dogs killed the victim at some time during the night of November 17th to 18th while he was walking along an isolated dirt road. Law enforcement authorities later released trail cam photos of the dog, the dog pack believed to be responsible for the killing. On December 11th in Battle Lake, Minnesota, that's a cool name, Battle Lake, Minnesota, D, uh, Dion, D-E-O-N, I think that's Dion, Dion Bush, who was 14 years old, was killed by a German shepherd. The victim was killed when he went outside in the backyard to care for a male dog his family kept for breeding purposes. The dog was euthanized at the family's request. Uh, six days later, on the 17th of December, in again, in Joliet, Illinois. That may be the first time we've repeated a, uh, a town, not just a state, but a town. Eric J. Quinn, 46 years old, was killed by a pit bull. The victim was killed when he tried to calm the five-year-old dog, which had become agitated when two women in the home Quinn were visiting began arguing about money. And the final death in 2020 occurred about you know, 11 days before the year was over. Um, on December 20th in Tallahassee, Florida, uh, an undisclosed female of undisclosed age uh, was killed by a pit bull. The victim was trying to stop two pit bulls from fighting when she was attacked by a third pit bull. There were four adult pit bulls and nine three-week-old pit bull puppies living at the home. I mean, like I, like I kind of said at the outset, I don't think any dog breeds are necessarily bad, um, but fuck, man, to, to live with what is that? That's, that's, um, 13 pit bulls. Uh, I mean, that's not necessarily smart. Okay. So that, that is every single, um, documented death that we could find in 2020, um, from, from, uh, dog attacks, uh, you know, at, clearly pit bulls, the vast majority of the deaths were from pit bulls or mixes. Um, but you know, also mastiffs and French bulldogs played a part as well. So, uh, yeah, pretty wild. A lot of very, very sad stories there, especially, um, in, uh, regard to the children that died. I, I would say like at least a third of these were, were, were babies or children. Really sad. We're going to continue this list next week. We'll go through all of the deaths in 2021. It looks like that list is, uh, as long, if not longer, than the one today. And I would imagine this will be a three-parter because then we can do the list of 2022 fatalities, which of course, you know, they occurred very recently. The most recent death on this list is actually from 2023 on January 6th. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the other thing as well. These deaths did, did occur, you know, less than three years ago. Um, and that's why I guess I'm not joking around as much as I normally would, or trying to, you know, make light of any situations. Cause these people died recently, like their loved ones are still grieving. Um, and, and the wounds, you know, metaphorically and physically would all be very, very fresh. So that's, that's why we're going to try and handle this with as much tact as, as we can. Um, yeah, okay, that's where we'll leave the major story for this week, and we will pick back up with Beware the Dog Part 2 next week. Guys, we're going to take a break now, and we'll hear some messages, maybe some music, I don't know, let's see. Let's see what we've got for you. This episode of Man Eaters is brought to you by the very kind people over on our Patreon. If you'd like to support this podcast and support everything that we do, you can head over to patreon.com slash maneaters and become a patron for as little as $5 a month Australian, so that's actually less if you're American. Um, you can unlock some great behind-the-scenes content and keep this little podcast going. Thanks, baby. Bye. <laughs> 
And we're back. Did you like those ads? I did. I actually don't know what there was. It's probably just me talking about the Patreon, hey. Was it that? It's going to be real funny if it was that, huh? Okay, guys, we are moving on to our Scratch of the Day segment. Let's take it away. the scratch of the day is you love it i love it we love it together we're we're in a threesome with the scratch of the day folks uh but if you don't know what it is and that confused the shit out of you the scratch of the day segment is where we look up news articles of animal attacks that happened recently in the news and we read them live i haven't read these stories before we discover them live together so the reading might not be very smooth but i'm gonna fucking do my best okay here we go so um our first story is from abc news Rare, oh, this is about a polar bear attack that happened in Alaska a week or two ago. Um, Rare animal on human fatal attack in Alaska renews interest in polar bear patrols. It's very rare that we get a polar bear story on this podcast. uh, So, you know, I'm here for it. Here we go. For isolated communities at the top of the world, keeping the planet's largest land predators, the polar bear, out of town is key to coexistence. That can mean patrolling for the animals by snowmobile or four-wheeler, shooing them away with spotlights or revved engines, or hazing them with beanbag shotguns. In one Canadian town, polar bears that can't be scared off are kept in air-conditioned bear jails until they can be flown out uh, onto the sea ice. (laughs) That's wild. Such bear patrols have long succeeded in reducing conflict. But this week, a polar bear attack killed a mother and her one-year-old son in Wales, a tiny remote Alaskan whaling village uh, whose bear patrol had lapsed. The incident, the first fatal polar bear attack in Alaska in 30 years, underscores the risk of living alongside these creatures, which can weigh more than 771 kilograms. While it's not clear why the bear attacked, and while no patrol can prevent all troublesome encounters between bears and people, the mauling has renewed interest in such programs. There's absolutely discussion now in Wales saying, hey, maybe things have changed to the point we don't need this, and how do we do that? Chief Administrator for the Bering Straits School District Susan Nedza said, Polar bear attacks are extremely rare, but as climate change reduces the amount of Arctic ice, forcing the bears to spend more time on the land, the number of encounters between people and bears is on the rise, researchers say. Raising awareness and improving ways to keep both bears and people safe has become imperative. In northeastern Russia, patrollers have planted walrus carcasses far from villages to lure the bears away. The patrols were increased in 2019 when about 60 bears descended on Rypkaypi, I don't know how to pronounce that, in Russia's remote Chutka, uh, God, Chukotka region, forcing the cancellation of all public events. In Arviat, a hamlet on the Hudson Bay in northern Canada, a bear patrol program was credited with dramatically reducing the number of bears killed in defense or life of property. Uh from uh, about eight per year before it began in 2010 to one per year afterwards. Another Hudson Bay town, Churchill, in northeastern Manitoba, has had the bear alert program for decades and has turned the animals into a tourist attraction. There, wildlife agents and police patrolled by helicopter and by ground to protest the, to protect the trick-or-treaters on Halloween. Problem bears are captured and kept in an air-conditioned bear jail until the ice freezes up and they can be transported out to where they can find natural prey such as seals. Another successful model is among the coastal communities of Northern Slope, where Alaska meets the Arctic Ocean. uh, Tribes there have traditionally hunted the bears along with whales and seals. 
It's not uncommon to see dozens of bears on the outskirts of some of these villages, depending on the time of year and the ice conditions. In the early 1900s, scores of bears massed on the shore of, oh god, Utquegavi, just name them like Smithtown or something, Jesus. Oh, formerly known as Barrow, just call it that, the northmost community in the United States. The village elders gathered that given the school year was approaching, something had to be done. On their advice, the town put together patrols to try and keep the polar bears out. We went on shifts. We used whatever we could, a snow machine or a truck, recalled Billy Adams, an employee of the North Slope Borough Department of Wildlife Management, who still sometimes patrols for bears. The goal is to keep an eye out for bears, respond to reported sightings, and shoo them away as gently as possible. Sometimes this means just revving an engine at them from a snowmobile, a truck, or a four-wheeler, or shining a spotlight at them. Other times it can escalate to the use of beanbags or cracker shells, like uh, like firecrackers fired from a shotgun, to harass the bears, said uh, Takilik Hepka, director of the North Slope Borough Department of Wildlife Management in Alaska. The North Slope has patrols on standby in case bears come close. Three villages have active patrols now, Hepper said. In Kaktovik in 2014, a patroller shooed away a bear that had gotten into the entrance of an 81-year-old woman's home where it was feeding on a drum of seal oil. The woman inside was unharmed. Guys, this article goes on for a little bit longer. Um, I'm not going to read it all. It is quite long. Um, but it's, it's a great article. This is on ABC News. It's an Australian news website uh, posted uh, on the 21st of January, 2023. So quite recently. Um, I'm trying to find the name of the uh, the person who wrote the article because it is quite good. Um, but it's not showing up anywhere. So um, no, it's, it's really not. Maybe it's at the bottom. Let's have a look at the bottom of the headline. I just want to give credit because it, it's very well written. No, it's not. Okay, ABC, maybe credit you journalists. Uh, whoever wrote this uh, article, Rare Animal on Human Fatal Attack in Alaska Renews Interest with bear, Polar Bear Trolls, uh, good job. That was a great article. Clap. We're clapping you out on the potty. Okay, our next story. Uh, it's from CBS. I love a good American news broadcast. They're very sensationalist. This one's interesting. Tiger escapes from farm, attacks man, and kills animal in South Africa. This one is written by... It doesn't say... Jesus, say your... Name your journalists. Fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, Agency France Presse contributed to this report. I don't know if that's a person or if it's a journalistic, uh, like, institution. It doesn't matter. Authorities in South Africa are searching for a tiger that escaped from its enclosure at a private farm near Johannesburg over the weekend, injured a man, and left three animals dead. The 39-year-old man survived the attack. However, a dog and a deer were killed and a second dog was so badly injured it had to be put down. Residents have been warned to be on high alert in the Walkerville region south of Johannesburg and avoid confronting the animal as a group of about 30 people searched the area where its latest tracks were identified. Oh, it's a South Africa. Ready? We are using drones, a helicopter, but it's, provi- it's proving a little difficult with the density of the bush, Mandy told the Agence France Presse news agency. It was a news agency. I was right. Officials directing the search uh, suspected that the eight-year-old female Bengal tiger named Sheba was hiding in a bushy area for shade and were hoping it would start moving around again once the summer heat subsided or when it needed to drink water. Members of a special police force task uh, sorry members of a special police task force were expected to start leading the search on Monday and take over from a local community police group and the SPCA animal protection group. 
<coughs> excuse me. Mandy said the first priority was to tranquilize the animal with a dart, dart and bring it back safely. He said the tiger escaped after a fence, sorry, a fence at the small holding where it was being kept was cut by burglars. Oh, Jesus. It seemed like thieves cut the fence in order to exit the property and enter the property. The tiger saw that and used the cut fence to escape, Mandy said. I'm really good at the South African accent, aren't I, guys? The big cat was also kept on the farm as a pet. The striped and endangered big cats are not native to South Africa, but in recent years, tiger breeding has become, a common, has become common in the country. South Africa has no official count of its tiger population. A report by global animal rights charity Four Paws showed that 359 tigers, almost a tenth of the world's tiger population, were exported from South Africa from 2011 to 2020, most of them sold to zoos. It's extremely dangerous and irresponsible to keep these animals in a residential area and to keep wildlife in captivity, said Keshivi Nair, a spokeswoman for the National Council for Society. Okay, so she wasn't South African. Damn it. It was probably an Indian accent, which I'm not going to do because that's racism. The incident comes just three days after officials in the U.S. said that a clouded leopard at the Dallas Zoo escaped her enclosure because it had been it had been intentionally cut. What? She was safely secured near her habitat early Friday evening, the zoo said. That's interesting. Maybe we should read that story. Should that be our next scratch of the day? Maybe. What's this? Well, maybe I'll read that. And the next one we were going to do uh, can be maybe next week. Let's do that. Let's see what this guy has to say about the uh, escaped clouded leopard from from Dallas. That's interesting. Okay. Our third story. <laughs> Impromptu. Okay. Dallas Zoo enclosure of escaped clouded leopard was intentionally cut. Hole also found in monkey enclosure. No. What's going on? The Dallas Zoo enclosure of a clouded leopard who went missing on Friday and was later found was intentionally cut, police say, and they are investigating whether a monkey enclosure at the zoo was also tampered with. My prediction is that the monkeys did it. The clouded leopard, named Nova, got out of her enclosure on Friday morning, forcing the zoo to close and prompting an hours-long search. She was safely secured near her habitat early Friday evening, the zoo said. Dallas police told CBS News in a statement Saturday evening that investigators determined a cutting tool was used to cut an opening of the fencing of Nova's habitat. Harrison Edel, Dallas Zoo's executive vice president for animal care and conservation, told reporters Friday that zoologists found a tear in the mesh of a two-story habitat, according to CBS. Zoo personnel later discovered a similar cut in the fencing of an enclosure which houses langur monkeys, police said. None of the monkeys got out, however, and all, and all appeared unharmed. Investigators are unsure if the two incidents are connected, police disclosed. A criminal investigation is ongoing. The zoo reported Saturday that Nova appeared unhurt and was returned to her habitat with her sister, Luna. She has settled right back into her routine, the zoo wrote on Facebook. Nova came to the Dallas Zoo from the Houston Zoo, where she was brought alongside Numa per a Luna per a CBS News. Okay, there you go. Well, that's a nice little story to end on because no one was hurt or killed or killed, fucking shot to death. Great. Well, let's leave that. That was that scratch of the day segment. What we had planned um, was was the bite. This is an ABC report that says uh, Bite Club not only for shark attacks survivors as Australian mauled by lion. Um, okay. 
Well, I'm going to read that one next week. That'll be our first scratch of the day for next week's episode. Okay, let's leave the scratch of the tip, uh, scratch of the day there, and let's talk about our beastly biography of the week. Here we go. Today, our beastly biography is on the Oceanic White Tip Shark. The Oceanic White Tip Shark, also known as the Shipwreck Shark, Brown's Milbert Sandbar Shark, Brown Shark, Lesser White Shark, Nigano Shark, uh, Oceanic White Tipped Whaler, and Silver Tip Shark is a large pelagic requiem shark inhabiting tropical and warm temperatures. Its stocky body is most notable for its long, white tipped, rounded fins. Though slow-moving, it is an opportunistic and aggressive animal and is reputed to be dangerous to shipwreck survivors. Recent studies show how steeply declining populations because of its large fins are highly valued as the chief ingredient in shark fin soup, and as with other shark species, the white tip faces mounting fishing pressures throughout its range. Overall, this species is a medium-sized shark. Technically, these sharks can continue to grow throughout their lifespan, so very long-lived sharks can be very large. However, they are rarely seen to be longer than 10 feet long. The average weight is around 190 pounds, but specimens as big as 370 pounds have been seen. Usually, females are larger than males. However, age is also a very vital factor. On top of their white tips, the fins may have black markings or appear molted. Younger sharks seem to have more markings than older ones. A saddle-like marking also may occur between the dorsal fins. Again, this is most common in younger sharks. So the oceanic white tip shark, it has a population size. It's hard to get to gather like population sizes of ocean animals, but it is endangered. Its lifespan is approximately 25, well, it goes up to 25 years at the most. Its top speed in the water is 16.5 kilometers per hour, and its weight is about 90 kilograms, which is about what I weigh. The length of these sharks can reach up to 3.9 meters. Location. So despite the name, the oceanic white-tipped shark actually lives globally in very deep open waters. They do prefer tropical oceans with a temperature of at least 65 Fahrenheit. However, they may live in waters as cold as 59 degrees Fahrenheit. They tend to withdraw if the waters get too close to these limits. The diet. So it's an opportunic opportunistic predator, this shark will eat just about anything. Typically, their primary food source is bony fish. However, they are not selective with their prey items. In many cases, these sharks have a varied diet depending on what is available. They may also eat seabirds, sea turtles, stingrays, and crustaceans. Their opportunistic nature may also make them dangerous to humans. Um, And we will talk about that on a later episode at some point when we talk about the USS Indianapolis uh, sinking where hundreds of people were eaten by sharks and uh, the yeah the, the most likely culprit of those attacks was the oceanic white tip um, it's man eater status I've placed it to moderate to high it's not a definite high like the great white shark is um, but it is like of the you know man eating shark species it is like the third or fourth most dangerous one here's some fun facts about the oceanic white tip shark it's aggressive Unlike most sharks, many experts consider this species aggressive. Opportunistic hunters, as opportunistic hunters, they may be dangerous to humans in many situations. They are highly prized. The fins of this species are sought after by chefs and restaurants because they are a prime ingredient in shark fin soup. Because of hunting, their population has declined. Now, as their name suggests, this species has white-tipped fins. This feature sets them apart from other species. 
drastically declining population. You could find this shark throughout much of the globe at one point, however, their population has steadily declined. And finally, unlike many predators, this shark remains very opportunistic. Therefore, it will just eat about anything if they can catch it, which we already said. Okay, there you go. Oceanic white tip shark. A very cool looking shark. It's like a shark shark. If you picture what you think a shark looks like, you're thinking of an oceanic white tip shark. Now, the reason we did that today, um, uh, apart from the fact that we never really get to cover sharks like that on this show, um, is because it kind of relates a little bit to our man eater trivia question from last week. So, on last week's episode, I asked you, um, which of the following species are not generally accepted as being man eating sharks? A, the great white shark. B, the mako shark, C, the oceanic white tip shark, or D, the bull shark. So I put that question up on our Instagram as a poll, and most of you got this answer correct. It is, of course, B, the mako shark. The mako shark is generally not considered a man-eater. Now, that is not to say that the mako shark has not killed people before. Uh, In fact, they kill people semi-frequently, but they actually kill people in a quite interesting way. It's not necessarily by trying to eat them. Um, the Mako shark is responsible for... Oh, no. My TikToks just started playing. Um, sorry. The Mako shark has killed people by actually jumping out of the water and landing on people in boats. Um, there's videos of this. It's, it's pretty fucking wild. Um, so a friend of the show, uh, uh, Sarah, actually commented. She, she voted on the quiz and then commented. And she said to me, um, you know, that she had once had... Um, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. But she said she once had food poisoning. And all she wanted when she had food poisoning was to be a Mako shark so she could vomit her stomach out and give it a little rinse and I didn't know that I, I was like what are you what are you fucking talking about and she told me that mako sharks are among a few shark species that can actually eject their stomach from their bodies into the water to cool off or to rinse it out or to do all kinds of weird shit that blew my mind that's a disgusting fact but I also just feel like it would feel really good have you also heard how pe- like pelicans do that how pelicans can like, they, they can bend and contort their neck so that their like neck can actually stick out through their mouth a little bit and they do that to cool off. Have you ever had a really hot day where you kind of just wish you could just like open up your insides and just let them cool off in the air? I have, and I think that would be great. So if you answered B, Mako Shark, congratulations, you did well. As always, guys, these, these are on Instagram. You can vote on these and see how we went. I think about 50% of you got that right. The closest um, second one was the Oceanic White Tip Shark. I think because people don't know what that is, they thought that that might be the, uh, the shark that didn't kill people, but no, it, it's killed many people. And of course, the Great White Shark and the Bull Shark also kill a lot of people. And the Tiger Shark. I think the Tiger Shark, Great White, Bull Shark, and Oceanic White Tip Shark are really the four big ones that kill the majority of people. Shall we do another question for next week? Okay, here's this week's question. Which, and it's still shark related, which of these activities puts you at the highest risk for being eaten by a shark? A, fishing. B, deep sea diving. C, wading. Wading, not waiting, wading. Or D, surfing. I'll read that again. Which of the following activities puts you at the highest risk of being eaten by a shark? Fishing, deep sea diving, wading, or surfing. We'll find the episode. The, we'll find out the answer to that one uh, on our Instagram or on the next episode, guys. That'll do it for this week's episode of Man. It is. Thank you for joining me. A fantastic another list series. I like doing these list series. Lots of sad stories, uh, but also lots of very interesting facts that we learned today about dogs, as well as stuff about the uh, Oceanic White Tip Shark and the trivia and all the scratch of the day stuff. It's been a great episode, guys. Top. 
definitely top 50 episode for sure. I know this is only episode 44, but it's definitely in the top 50. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining me. As always, you can follow me on social media. Do all the bullshit. The Patreon is there if you want to give us a little bit of cash because you think I earned it. And if not, that's absolutely fine. I'm not thinking any less of you. I am a little bit, um, but that's okay. Guys, have a fantastic week. I hope you have a great time. I'll be back in another week with another episode of Beware the Dog. Uh, Until then, everyone, please, as I always say, stay safe out there because as we've learned, it's a jungle out there.